Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello and welcome to episode six of the Kitchen Garden podcast. Uh, thanks to everyone who's subscribed to it. Um, we've come in to, from the garden uh, for a few minutes. That's the editorial team of Kitchen Garden. I'm Steve Ott, the editor. Um, we've also got Tony Flanagan here. I am. A writer. And we've got a deputy editor, Emma Rawley. Hello. And we're just going to talk through some of the things that we've been doing this month and uh, also some of the things we've got in the September issue for you. Um, lots in the September issue. Um, we're going to have a little chat about things like blueberries, um, apples and uh, gluts. What to do when you've got gluts of veggie out there because obviously it's a time for, for harvesting now. Um, you might be wondering what on earth to do with all those beans uh, and cucumbers. And Tony, I'm sure, is going to come up with some ideas yeah, on those. plenty of cucumbers. <laughs> Um, also a little bit on growing flowers on the plot. It's not all veg and fruit. Um, some of you might like to grow some flowers. Um, and we've been trying uh, trying out some loppers. It's coming into pruning season as well. If you grow apples and uh, any kind of fruit at all, um, you'll be interested in loppers. And we've been trying some of those. Um, so to start, we've um, got a good feature on blueberries, I think, team, haven't we, in this issue? Um, this is uh, Anne Swithenbank, who uh, anyone who listens to... Um, um, uh, Gardener's Question Time. Anyone who listens to Gardener's Question Time on the radio will know Anne. She's a regular. Uh, well, she's written a, a feature on blueberries for us. Um, yeah, it's a good good feature. It covers uh, everything you need to know about growing blueberries. Uh, I mean, I've grown a few blueberry bushes, um, but it's I've had a, got a few tips from from her on these. Mm. Um, I mean, they're fairly easy to grow. Best to grow in a pot usually because they like acidic soil, um, and uh, you know most people haven't got that in their gardens, so growing them in a pot is a good idea. Uh, I think they're great. I mean, there's there's nothing like plucking a few bright blueberries off your off your bushes in the in the summer. Yeah. It's uh, it's great, um, really yeah. tasty. They taste. I think they taste better than when they get them out from the shops. Yeah. yeah, I've got one one in a pot, and like you say, they're so easy. I mean, they don't really get any pests or diseases that I've seen yet. No. They're fairly easy to look after. Mm. Uh, you know, obviously you've got to keep them watered. Uh, you do need sort of ericaceous compost for them, so so make sure you get the right sort of compost for um, the blueberry bush mm. rather than your standard compost. We have to, you have to make sure you don't, uh, you have to cover them just as they're ripening, because the birds, yeah, just, blackbirds yeah. like them. 
Oh, yeah, I mean, you can have a good mind. crop, and then the next day they've all disappeared. That's it, just so, as they change colour. That's yeah, it. <laughs> I mean, yeah. yeah, I've seen them pop in there and just pluck them off one by one. But they look good all year round as well, don't they? Because uh, you get your flowers in the spring, um, and of course you get the berries, and then in the autumn you've got the nice red leaves. Yeah, the autumn display of the leaves, it's, 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 it's something in itself, you know, it never is. mind the berries, they're beautiful, beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's a good idea to grow them. I mean, you, people grow them in sort of pots that are about thirty centimeters diameter, one foot diameter. But mm. I think they're better if you can get them in an even bigger container. Uh, I mean, I've seen them at the RHS Garden at Wisley, and they've mm. had them in really big sort of troughs there, don't they? Yeah. Big sort of yeah. raised beds, and they've grown to their maximum height. So you get a lot more crop. Yeah, they look completely different. Mm. Yeah, ones in pots are just so much bigger. Mm. And it's better to go two or three. I mean, I've just got got one, but you know, you'll get well, more berries do. if you pollinate, don't they? It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Anne's mentioned a few of her favourite varieties here. Um, I know I've grown one that she mentions is blue crop. I think that's probably one of the most common ones. Um, that's the one I've been growing. I've had it in the same pot for ooh, five or six years, if not more now, and it's been great. And hardly any pruning or anything, so yeah. really easy to look after, apart from those blackbirds. Yeah. <laughs> I think you only prune out sort of any really old wood, don't you? Any sort of stems that have got very old, two or three years old. Yeah, yeah. You just yeah. prune those out and then leave the younger ones to grow. Yeah. I, mean, I think the first two or three years you don't have to do anything with them, do you? They just leave them. Yeah, you know. yeah. I mean, Dan's given a little bit of advice on harvesting and storing and things, but I don't think they ever get that far. <laughs> no, just... I've never, never got as far as the kitchen. I've no. just eaten them straight off the bush. Oh, just a few on top of the old cereal in the morning, and that's, uh, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, moving yeah. on. Um, another thing I've been doing uh, over the last month is testing a new variety of, of radishes. Um, well, it's not really a new variety as such, because if you, if you read the packet, you see that there's sort of three or four varieties that you might have tried before, and and you know, like Sparkler and Scarlet Globe. Um, but uh, Unwinds are producing them, have put together a, um, a range in a, in a mixture that I've been trying. It's called Un Unwinds Crunchy Mix. Um, so all just nice varieties of radishes, which, as radishes do, grow very quickly. Um, I think I've been harvesting mine in sort of six to eight weeks uh, during the summer. They're really um, pretty, aren't they? Colourful, yeah, yeah. You've got a range of colours in there. You've got the yellow, you've got red and white, red, yeah. purple. Absolutely. Really lovely. Yeah. Do you find, did you find you got a real mixture of colours or did you find you got a lot of all red ones or all white ones? Yeah, there was a lot more red than, than any of the others. Um, there's a lovely sort of amber coloured one in there as well, um, which I'm trying to think of. Oh yes, it's called Zlata. So I think it's been out for a couple of years now, but they've so they put it in this mixture. And I was hoping for a few more of those, but there, there wasn't quite so many of those. Did yeah. they all taste but, the same? Um, more or less, yeah. From yeah. yeah. So they're, yeah. all, they're all sort of uh, globe ones, were they? All globe ones, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it's all the same shape. But they, they were good. The only problem I did have is I, um, I sowed sow these earlier in the year, sort of March, April time, and they were fine. But then mm -hmm. I sowed some more in the summer, um, June, July time, and they just bolted straight away. Mm. So, um, you know, as with radishes generally, just on top tip there is don't, don't go and sow them when, when it's really warm. 
although you, you don't always know there's going to be a yeah. heat wave, of course. But um, don't sow too many at once. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> as I did this year with the French breakfast, I had a whole row of them. You know. Well, that's the um, problem with you. Know, you if you sow too many, one day they're just perfect to pick. The next day they're massive, mm, woody, and, and hot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not so good then, are they? <laughs> quite nice so um, yeah there's a little write up of that in the, in the magazine you might like to try those um, what else have we got this month oh yes well, the, the annual topic the annual problem of pests and diseases but we've we've focused in the September magazine on plant diseases um, this this feature is written by Pippa Greenwood again a lot of you all know um, she's a writer broadcaster um, but she's very well qualified to write on this topic because she used to be the um, head entomologist for the Royal Horticultural Society some years ago. Um, so she's got her roundup of, of the worst plant diseases you're likely to come across at this time of year. Not to, not to bring everybody down, but uh, I'm afraid it's a, a bit of a fact of life. Well, I was really interested in this, um, especially potato blight, because this um, year... First time ever in my life, I got blight on the potatoes, and it was a shock. Um, yeah, just appeared as little brown, um, little brown leaves, leaves yeah. on, on the leaves. Yeah. Yeah. And I looked, I thought, no, surely not. And then within a day, it had spread. Wow. And then you know what you have to do, obviously, then is just cut back all the foliage or yeah. the horns. Yeah. And go and burn them, or bury them, or well, not bury them, burn them, and, and take mm. them far away. But did you lift? Did you lift the potatoes? The I, potatoes? No, I left the potatoes in. Have um, you had some of them? Yeah. Are they, are they all right? Uh, they've been in two weeks, and, and they're okay. Though I did lift a couple, and you know they did show signs of some some blight because mm. they went to go a bit mushy, don't they? And they won't store really, will they? Once no. Got... The, these were first earlies and second earlies actually, which have been in a bit too long anyway. But haven't you got round to picking them? But. Um, it was uh, what I was really worried about was whether it would transfer to the tomatoes that I've got outside because uh, yeah, it's the same family. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, it does, doesn't yeah. Fortunately, um, it, hasn't, it hasn't happened yet, so hopefully mm. it won't. But yeah. it's it's pretty devastating when it happens because all your hard work, yeah. especially if it's the tomatoes, just be gone. Oh, so well, there's nothing, nothing you can do about it really. Nothing. Unless you grow nope. some resistant varieties like the sarpo. Yeah, so yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, there are more and more resistant ones out now, mm. aren't there? So it's worth looking out for. Yeah, the, the ones in bags that I had, you know, maybe 30 yards away, and they didn't mm. get it. Quite unlucky with your earlies, because it's normally the main crops, mm. isn't it, really? You're normally harvesting your earlies. Yeah, um, I've mixed, actually. Yeah, the, the King Edwards, which are, I think are a main crop, aren't they? They, they, they got it first, mm. and then it spread to some of the first earlies and second earlies. They were still yeah. yeah, nasty. Yeah, well, I know she mentions canker as well, Pippa, in her feature, and I'm, mm. I'm afraid that's 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 my problem this year because I mm. planted a new apricot tree about three years ago, and I've realised it's riddled with canker now, so it's going to have to come out just as it starts to produce apricots, which is mm. a real shame. But uh, there you go. Well, your your problems be more slugs. Oh, slugs, oh, yes, slugs yes. and snails. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I yes, don't get me started on slugs and snails. <laughs> I have lobbed, lobbed that many over the neighbour's garden fence. Yeah, but they keep coming back. Well, they must do. There's just hundreds and hundreds of them. Yeah. I've had a disastrous year with a lot of my vegetables oh. been eaten off. I'm sure it's, it's a familiar. I mean, I'm story. determined to keep going, but it's 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 quite demoralising when it happens. Mm. Yeah. 
especially when they ate the tops of my all my sunflowers, oh. which um, was very upsetting because your sunflowers, Tony, are absolutely amazing this year, aren't they? Yeah, they didn't. You know, but I've had you know and lettuce and things go. Old bed of lettuce went. Well, talking of flowers, we've got a great feature on growing flowers among the fennel. Growing flowers in your vegetable patch. Um, there are lots and lots of different flowers you can grow. We've actually concentrated in this um, issue on the hardy annuals, which can be sown now uh, in autumn mm. and the overwinter, and then will flower next summer. So we've got a feature on those. So mm. we've got all sorts of things we've mentioned. Um, we've got uh, the candy tuft, cornflowers. Um, we've got oh, another one that's really quite good, which a lot of people don't th think about, is phacelia, which is actually a green manure crop. So you can sow this on your veg patch, and actually, when it's only just a few inches high, uh, dig it back straight back into your plot, and it'll actually add nutrients and, and good... Uh, humus to the soil but you can let a little patch of it grow on and flower next summer and it has these wonderful little blue flowers that are actually smothered by bees oh, so that's a really smushing. really good yeah. little little flower to grow on your plot because it yeah. attracts bees to pollinate your crops mm. and you've mentioned sweet peas i can see in this feature Emma. Oh, what's good sweet, peas. sweet peas brilliant, yeah. brilliant this year and uh, we went to Eastern Wall Gardens, didn't we? Where we did, yeah. They've got a fantastic display in their pickery of, of sweet peas. But I think they're wonderful on a, on a veg patch. Uh, mm. I mean, you know, to, to intersperse your veg with, with flowers. You grow them amongst your beans, your climbing beans. Right. Yes. Yeah. Um, it just encourages lots of pollinators to, to the mm. crops. Mm. And, of course, you can cut them and take them into the house. Lovely scent. Yeah, well, um, yeah, they're wonderful, and they seem to have kept going. Normally, mildew gets to them by this time of year, mm. but I've not, not noticed any this Probably year. because it's been such a wet summer or early mm. summer. Yeah. Mm. So, so you've been doing a cut flower garden, haven't you, Steve? I have. Yeah, yeah. first time I've yeah. actually had a, a sort of specific area. I normally just stick some in the, you know, with the other bits in ornamental garden and mm. dot them around. And as Em says, you know, perhaps grow a few sweet peas and the beans, but. You know, actually set aside an area this year. It's it's not very big. It must be about, mm. oh, I don't know, 15 feet by, by 10, 12, I suppose. And we've had so many cut flowers this year that it's we can't cut enough. What have you grown? Well, lots that you've got in your feature, really. So we've got um, um, calendulas um, and the sweet peas that you mentioned. Um, Gadishas. Some of those. Um, I've even put some kale in actually, because um, oh, the purple yeah. kale with the orange calendulas looks really great. Mm. Um, haven't actually used those to put in a vase, but I suppose I could have your kale leaves. Yeah, yeah. but it's good. it's good to eat as well, of course. You've got cosmos. Loads of yes. I didn't mention yeah. cosmos because they are actually kind of half hardy. So you actually, you do need yeah. a little bit of protection in the spring, so. Yeah. Yeah. to get to bring those on but, but they yeah, are brilliant cut flowers they just they? go on mm. and on don't they till the they first do. frosts really yeah, yeah. Well, I love great them. varieties yeah they keep going and going and mm. I love the cornflower the great flower oh it's brilliant isn't it and, and there are different colours you can get it's not just the lovely yeah. traditional blue you can get um, sort of white um, mm. with sort of purpley stamens and you can get mm. the pinky colours 
There's all sorts. California poppies I love as well. Mm. They close up at nice. They're not yes. going away properly. Yeah. But um, they're, they're just keep reseeding, don't oh, they? They'll yeah. come back. Yeah. And, well, yeah, well, in the reseeding, yeah, a bit of a word of warning there, because I <laughs> did sow some nigella last year, and, and I just can't get rid of them, basically, <laughs> they're absolutely everywhere, they're coming up in the cracks and crevices in paving, I've got some slate in one part of the garden, and they're all over that, and, I mean, it looks lovely, but um, there is a limit as to how much nigella you want, yeah, so, um, yeah, it's kind of oh, um, it's got. It looks like a poached egg because it's got little mm. yellow flowers with white edges. Mm. Uh, but that really attracts the hoverflies, mm. which mm. then will feast on your aphids. Mm. Yeah. So that's a great crop to grow, a great flower to grow around the crops. Yeah. The yeah. I mean, you can find room on on allotments and any veg plot um, for a few flowers, can't you? I mean, there's always room. Oh and yeah. It just makes it, it up, isn't it? Right, it? Yeah, it just yeah. looks so lovely and. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and it's just a wonderful thing to do. So try some, try some cut flowers. And lastly, um, we've got uh, our tried and tested feature on loppers. Yeah, each each it's month um, we we look at various products. Usually have seven of them, and we we take them into our, our garden and we we try them out. So this month um, we've got seven pairs of loppers, which have uh, been been great to use. Um, mm. Different kinds. Uh, some are ratchet, uh, some are bypass loggers. Really depends on what kind of garden you've got, what you want to prune. Uh, there's there's something for everybody really. What I do like are the telescopic ones, especially if you've got oh, yeah. uh, you know to reach up high for yeah. to cut any branches. Physically challenged like me. <laughs> you know, rather than standing on ladders or stools precariously, which yeah. you shouldn't do. <laughs> um, they're, they're, they're great. So our best buy this this month was um, from Wilkinson Saw. They did some. They do some very lightweight loppers. Mm, uh, very lovely, sharp. Yeah, particularly when, for the ladies, that uh, it's nice to have a nice light mm. um, pair of pair of loppers to cut. Um, but, but they, uh, the ratchet ones are good, I think, because they um, they've got a gearing mechanism, which mm. which means that when you you sort of latch onto a fairly thick branch. You keep sort of opening and closing the handles, and it gradually mm. makes its way through the branch. So you can actually cut a lot thicker stems with those. Mm. So I thought mm. they were quite good. The prices are, you know, vary quite considerably. I mean, the one that you liked, um, uh, Emma, was the one from Screwfix. It was only oh, yes. only nine pound ninety nine. Yeah. They were telescopic. Well, it's it's really the cheapest really one. So they were telescopic. They were yeah. light. Yeah. Um, I thought they were really good value for money. I mean, you know, for nine pound ninety nine, gosh. You just yeah. simply twist yeah. the handles and they and, and extend them. Yeah. And it's, I thought they were very good. You know, and you can pay up to, you know, thirty, forty pounds for them, but um, most are in the region of twenty five to thirty pounds. But you know, if if you've never had a pair of loppers, once you get a pair, you just can't do without them. They're just such a, no, a useless tool. Right. Yeah. Yeah. For things like cutting pruning blackcurrants and. Your fruit yeah. trees, um, anything that's just too, too tough for a pair of secateurs, really, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Good. Well, next step up is pruning sauce, so we'll have to do those soon, won't we? O
but no, no work getting done here, so we better get back out and do some more weeding, I think. <laughs> um, but I uh, hope you enjoyed the podcast, and uh, if you did, head over to the website, www.kitchengarden.co.uk, and uh, thanks very much for listening. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.